0: All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of High and Wide Radio. This is the start of a brand new version of High and Wide Radio. We're joined by former Flyer Equipment Manager, Derek Settlemyer, who's going to be joining us, I think, on a bi-weekly basis for now, Derek, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Awesome. Something that we're really looking forward to. Jack and Jim on tonight. We're kind of going to do like a rotation thing here. This way we all get to kind of hang out with Derek every other week. Uh, Tonight, it's Jack and Jim and Derek. And You know, the Flyers are currently playing the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs. So, uh, And and Derek, you've been around forever, man. So everyone wants to hear your stories. They want to hear your perspective. You know, you've seen so many things. So I figure we'll start with 2010 tonight. Coincidentally, the Flyers are playing the Canadiens in the uh, this year, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But the last time they played was 2010. Uh, So I figure we can kind of work our way up to that series, kind of start out with the New Jersey series, because there was a lot of stuff that happened in that one as well. First, let's talk about the, the kind of the team vibe a little bit. Is there comparables with this team and that team?
1: You know, looking back and uh, thinking of the uh, the guys on the team, like we had a, it was funny. I don't know if I had said this to you guys before, but if you look at that team, we were pretty deep. Uh, you know, Claude Drew was a third line center. I know he was a kid, but he was kind of coming into his own then. Uh, and I know he had a really good playoffs that year, if I'm not mistaken, he had like 23 points in 23 games. I could be wrong, but I think it was something around there. Uh, but the team, the thing that reminds me the most is there was a lot of depth. You know, I, I feel like looking back at those teams, uh, I think the flyers may be a little deeper now, um, than we were then, especially, uh, well, we had the injury with Boosh with the goaltending and late stepped in and was great. So, but Carter Hart, pretty good goalie and playing well. And, uh, you know, you got Moose there just in case. But I think both teams are, were fairly deep. That's one of the things I think were the same with uh, that team 2010.
0: So here's a question. So that team made the playoffs on the last day of the season. Did they kind of know that – they were going to make it in. And once they got in, even though they were a seven seed, you know, playing against second seed New Jersey, did they kind of feel like they they were going to win that series or did they go, did they kind of go into it? Like, let's see what happens, you know?
1: Well, I remember that day, you know, we're playing, we're playing the Rangers and it's, it's pretty, you know, think about all of a sudden you played, I don't remember if it was 80 games or 82 at that time, but come down to your last game and you have to win.
0: that's
1: that's wild and uh it's also it was also a great atmosphere i mean guys were dialed in and you know we obviously ended up winning but one thing i'll never forget is of course we went out to have a couple uh pops after that that game (laughs)
0: went
1: getting into the playoffs and uh i remember claude uh was just obviously really young but we were there was a bunch of us there and He's this kid, you know, and he, he was pretty quiet at the time, but he says, he's sitting there, we're at this booth, and he says, uh, We're going to win, guys. I'm telling you, we're going to win the cup. We can do it. Like, we got the team. Like, and I'm thinking, I love what he's saying, and everything, but he's <laughs> a kid, you know, and like, let's, we just snuck in. But if you look at that team, I mean, watching highlights, I do it sometimes just because it was such a great year, like you had said. It's amazing that we ended up the seventh seed like because yeah. we had a pretty good team man and uh it, that that sticks out to me claude saying that as a kid and everyone agreeing with him they're like yeah we can you know but uh that kind of stands out to me more than anything
0: was that kind of claude as a young kid saying that or did he have a couple soda pops and it was you know um, that kind of um you know what
1: out. he believed it. he was he was sincere he may have had a couple pops, <laughs> but, but he was dead serious like you, you know and it was funny and no one like Said, "Hey, kid,
0: get bro, the high." high, you high, know? high
1: <laughs> they were they were agreeing. You know, they were like, "That's cool." Yeah, we can. I mean, and and you know, at that time, what's that? His second or maybe that was his third year. I mean, he scored a big goal that day, obviously in the shootout five hole on the king there, and and you know, like I said, he had a he had a really good playoffs too. If you look at his numbers, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was funny. He, I, he was sincere with it for sure.
2: Do you know who started the season in goal that year for us? Ray Emery. That's, yeah, free agent Ray Emery. He didn't even make Shut it. Out. The
1: Shut out. out in Carolina.
2: Yeah. I remember having to stream it because they didn't have a, the home team on the, the station I had. I couldn't believe it. But he didn't even make it to the playoffs. Like, that's how much he, change we had. And I remember that team, they went through a, a 10-game losing streak. Yes. Uh, I remember watching that. I remember being at one of those games live, hoping I'd be the, luck. you know, the— <laughs> four-leaf clover that broke. Right, it. right. I was, yeah. I was not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember uh, being in class with a Devils fan that I didn't even talk to, but I overheard him talking to his friend about how they were going to smoke us. Yeah. And to, to Derek's point, we won that series in five games. And I remember Danny Briara saying, like, this is this is great. Like, I can sit back and watch all these other series and see what who we play. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you guys barely made it in. You should, you know, you should be practicing. Yeah. Or something. You know? And, you know, they went all the way to their cup. But it, I remember where I was when they got in the last game of the season. I was at my softball practice listening on the radio to that shootout. And I'll never forget that like because it yeah. was insane. I think it was Drew's second year, and you got to remember, he didn't even play that much in his first year. He was called up midway, so he was super young. To hear him say that in the locker room like that, it reminds me when I just watched The Last Dance and Jordan is telling his team, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, all right, well, we're going to lose, right? And he goes, we still got a whole fourth quarter to play. What do you mean we're going to lose? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, right. it, it, It's kind of what it reminded me of, you know? I don't know if, Jim, if you wanted to get right into the playoffs or if you want to finish off the season... Yeah, let's let's dive in here. So, first-round matchup against the New Jersey
0: Devils. I think the Flyers took the first game. Did they split the second one, Derek?
1: We lost game two in New Jersey. Yeah, we did. Uh, and then we, we went home. I think it was game three. Game three, I think, was uh, Carbom won it in overtime. And everyone remembers that play. You know, he had the empty net. The Richie kind of jammed at Brodeur, and the puck went over. But if... I don't know if you remember this. I, I, I'll never forget it. He made a heck of a play earlier in the game to Richie uh, for Richie's goal. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a really nice – I'm trying to think if he was a backhand – I think it was a back, kind of a no-look backhand to Richie, and Richie one-teed it, came right into it, buried it. So, I think Carbom had – I know he did. He had two points that game. and And, if I'm not mistaken, I think he scored in game four, too. So, he had, like, three points, you know. And that's what I mean about the depth, although – car carcillo was playing with richie richie loved playing with him by the way
0: i love those two together man
1: you know what richie had so (laughs) much more room because you know that was the time where danny was
0: he could put the puck in the net man
1: well he could put he that's the thing people sometimes don't understand like he did police a bit and he police he fought against guys way bigger than him but he could play like he really could like he could play the game and uh, Richie loved playing with him. Richie yeah. loved. He had a little bit more room out there, and not that Richie was soft by any means, obviously, but it, it did give Richie more room, and and Carcillo could could play. So, uh, I I remember how well he played that game. Obviously, he won that game in overtime, but uh, it was cool. It was cool.
2: Yeah, it's a good point about uh, Carcillo was a lot more offensively talented than we realize. Actually, on Kyle's. Uh, uh, enforcers corner. I I don't remember who the, uh, guest was exactly, but he had a, he had an issue with Carcillo and he said, cause Carcillo can, has come out afterwards with all the brain injuries and what have you. Yeah. And he, he pretty much was like, well, you chose to play the game that way. Cause you were talented enough to play it the other way. And that, that was his beef. And that's not the point I'm trying to make. But the point right. is that Carcillo was a talent He had some offensive skill and it, he kind of burned us when he left. I remember him scoring with the Rangers and that's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. he, He could definitely put the puck in the net. And my favorite part of that series is when he scored that goal. Nobody was anywhere near him. And if you watch the replay of that, he's looking around for somebody (laughs) to celebrate with. And it's so obvious.
1: Yeah. You know, I I didn't forget, but I kind of forgot until you brought that up. We had that 10-game losing streak. And, like, I've been on that side where and just a few years ago, remember, we won 10 in a row and didn't get in. And Mm. then I think the year... Chief took over, Craig Berube. I think we had lost 10 and made the playoffs, not counting that year when Johnny Stevens started as our coach, obviously that year, and then Labby came in right around the you know New Year. Well, he was at the, the outdoor game, so he was there a couple weeks before, but I forgot about that. that that's not good when you lose 10 in a row. <laughs> and so maybe that probably had a lot to do with us just sneaking in, but it was crazy because if you look back, I mean, it, it really was a pretty talented team like pretty deep. The D wasn't as deep as they are now. Cause I think Krychek uh and uh we called him Bernie but but parent. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Parent. Uh they didn't play that much but you had you had uh, prongs who played thirty minutes with his eyes closed. Yeah. You know. So but yeah it was you're right about uh Carbon. It was it was awesome. He was looking for anyone. If I'd have jumped over the boards he'd have hugged me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, that's just the thing. That's how talented the team was coming into the season, yeah. and you see how they barely made it. I don't. Know, I don't remember Emery getting hurt or what happened with that, but obviously there was an issue because he didn't play a lick of towards the end of the season into the playoffs. Ten game losing streak that could set you back big time, and they still snuck in. And it was, I remember it being weird. Like if the Rangers won, they were the eighth seed, and the Flyers won, they were the seventh seed. I know. Yeah, it was real weird, and uh, I mean that could have made the difference. Considering you know the number one seed being Washington, and we really got to give a uh, give a hand to Montreal for taking out both Washington and Pittsburgh, both in seven games. You know, I mean, I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip our own seven game series against Boston because it's probably the greatest playoff series I've ever seen.
0: I did want to talk about one other thing in that series. I have Lappy taking the pucks to the face. Yeah, what's what's like what's the what's Everyone going through on the bench, like, dude, he just ate a hockey puck. Well, it you was know?
1: the second time, if you remember, it was the second time he had done it. Yeah. And, you know, he was such a big part of the team. He was obviously a heart and soul guy. We, we all know that. But we, you know, he got hit. And obviously now it's like, I just, someone got hit last week. It may have, it may have been right before. It was, it was in the, like, uh, what do you call it? Scrimmage or exhibition game but someone went down to block shot and they got hit in the face. And I sent him the video and I said, look familiar. I think it was on Instagram. And he's like, face first. You know, he's like, "You know, <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny to joke with him now, but it obviously wasn't funny at the time. But anytime yeah. this ha- that happens, I, of course I go right to him yeah. and he's just like only tough guys do, you know, he has something smart to say every time, but uh, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: he, that was, it was really scary because he You could hear him saying, "Is my eye still there? Is my eye still oh, there? shit?" because he actually got hit he didn't get hit right in his eye, but obviously you get hit that close with a puck that shot and you go down and just eat it uh yeah, he thought he had like literally lost his eye, so it would it, it was scary when we got back in after the period he had you could he was okay i mean he was obviously hurting. But he was he was okay and he could see and everything. So, but yeah, that was just, that was a really scary thing, obviously. And
0: did he, he come it back. back out in that game? Or did he not come he back came in back that one?
1: Out in that game, he came back for the finals and played, but he didn't. Okay, he didn't come back for that game. But I don't want to jump too far back. Feel okay? I had a funny. Well, it's not funny. The story about Ray. A couple sure. things about Ray. Um, you were talking about the first game. Like he obviously started. In Carolina I remember because that's where I'm from And he had a shutout I don't remember what the score was But if I'm not mistaken We played back to back And uh, Bush played The next game in New Jersey He got scored on in the first Minute you guys if I'm wrong correct me But I was obviously 10 years ago But Ray had Ray had got we landed in Newark He went into New York City Had a little bit of a night You know mm-hmm. just celebrate a little bit and he had some friends and so we didn't skate the next day to come in for the game and you know like I said Ray had a late night uh and Boosh goes I think the first shot goes in in the first minute it's one nothing then Boosh gets landed on hurts his knee (laughs) Ray's got a win and I remember him looking at me and going all right Nass (laughs) here we go (laughs) <laughs> this guy i've never seen a goalie drink more water and throw an empty water bottle to the bench so oh. again if i'm wrong i'm sorry but i'm pretty sure i'm i'm dead on he didn't get scored on i think we won <laughs> we lost one nothing if i'm not mistaken and as he came in the locker room there and uh the, at the rock you know i'm standing there and i'm kind of helping him and he just, he just looks at me and goes That's old school, bro. (laughs) And I'm just like, that is old school, man. I mean, I'm not sure he went to bed. Uh, I mean, he got in and I had a nap and everything. But anyway, the thing about his injury, um, the other thing was we were playing in Calgary and that was his last game. And he came over to the bench. He had his little routine and I would always put a towel there and a water bottle. And if he wanted to talk, he talked. If he didn't, he didn't say anything. Um, cause he was, pre- he was dialed in when he was playing and, uh, he came over to me in the third period. I think it was the first time out. And he said, Nast, he goes, I'm either going to break my ankle, my knee or my hip. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm put, if I put too much pressure on my ankle, it feels like it's going to snap same on my knee and my hip. I'm kind of like, I-, I don't know what's wrong. So I'm like, you want me to get the medical guy? And he goes, no, no, let's finish it out. So he ended up with a shutout. So we flew to Edmonton the next day, he didn't skate. They sent him back, and he had that degenerative hip like Bo Jackson. That's what the injury was. Uh-huh. So he never played again. He obviously could have taken a settlement. That would have been cash, you're done playing, but he came back. They, they did that surgery where they, they cut a hole in his hip, took bone from his leg, and put it into his hip. I'm no sir. I don't know what it's called, but that's what they did. And it helped his hip like start to grow again or whatever, like be able to function. And so you guys know he ended up winning a cup in uh, Chicago, which was awesome. We had him for another year. Um, He played about what, three or four more years after that surgery. But I remember our goaltending coach at the time was uh, Jeff Reese. And and a lot of people were like, we would have won the cup. if We would have had Ray. It's easy wow. to say, Should you know, if my aunt had, you know what, she'd be my uncle.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, it was just, it, it was wild with Ray. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off track there, but it was just, uh, those were just, he, he was, was just, he was awesome and
2: You're the he star was of the show,
0: man. Whatever stories you got, feel free, man. That's what the, that's what these guys want to hear. They want to hear stories yeah. like that. It was a great story.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't remember why he was out. You know, I just remember that come playoff time, it was latent and Boucher. Like I couldn't yeah. I really couldn't and, remember. Well,
1: remember Boucher got hurt in the Boston series. Yeah. And I think it was the was it the Boston series? Yeah, it was the Boston yeah. series. And that was the second time he'd been hurt that year. He hurt his, his knees. Um we had that the Swedish kid Johan uh, Backlund was backing up. Wow. For us.
0: Yeah, so, that's a name. I haven't heard that name. He actually got
1: in a game in Pittsburgh. I felt so bad for the kid. He finally got a game and he, he destroyed his groin uh, during the game and he had to come out and he cried. I felt so bad for that guy. He was, he was a really good dude.
0: That's a shame, man.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that was a little bit about Ray. He was awesome.
0: Dude, that was, that was awesome, dude. Well, We'll never rush you through Ray Emery stories. That's for damn sure.
2: Well, I think he's right. I mean, if you look at this team now and the 2010 team, I mean, the biggest difference right away is the goaltending. And, yep. you know, Ray Emery came from a very good Ottawa Senators team that did everything but win the cup. And he yep. was pretty solid. So, I mean, yeah, listen, Layton had some a really good uh, series against Montreal. Mm-hmm. But Could you imagine having Emery in that Blackhawk series? I mean, we almost did it without him. I it's definitely a good point
1: you I mean you guys well, We don't want to get too far ahead we're just getting to Boston but I mean that first game in Stanley Cup finals what was it six five seven six I mean well, neither goalie could stop could Well,
2: stop. like like you said we'll get to it but I got yeah. the thing that kills me I'm watching that I'm missing a Roy Holiday uh perfect game because <laughs> that was the same day yeah it's wow. like we're intermission, I'm hopping over to the Phillies because Roy Holiday is in the eighth inning of a perfect game. I'm like, come on. I yeah. got a barn burner, a Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals game one, and I then I got that. a perfect game from Roy Holiday. Like it was, I'll, that's another thing that was just ridiculous. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's move on a little bit, guys. We have the Boston series. I mean, this is the one that everybody remembers. There's so many memorable moments in this 2010 Stanley Cup playoffs, but obviously Boston takes the cake. Maybe it's even more rare than a Stanley Cup victory you know because everybody wins that once a year this has only been done what four or five times in a the, in the history right. um so what's kind of going on the flyers come out they feel like they can take this series or, or or what they knew big bad bruins were better
1: yeah um i remember obviously the the guys were pretty confident obviously you know we just we beat a the devils who had a decent team obviously they were the i think they were the second seed they had had a good year and everything but uh That first game, we ended up losing it in overtime. Savard scored. I remember that. I think we were down in that game, too, a couple goals twice in the game, if if I'm not mistaken, and we came back. So, you know, you just had that feeling. Obviously, you go to OT, anything can happen. You steal that game. You know, you got all the momentum in Boston. They scored and obviously won. But I think the guys had a great feeling. After three games, eh, you know, like, you can't lie, like, Who 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 are like, oh, it one of a like obviously we're taking one at a time. But what fan in Philadelphia is going one at a time? We can do it. No one thinks that's gonna happen. Then you go into OT and you're just like, I remember just like praying, just just let us get one game. That's what I always say to myself. Just let us get one game. You know, like so you don't get We lose the next one. It's okay, but that's not what I really thought. But Gags comes up with that goal. You know, it was cool.
2: Uh, he had just returned from injury, I, I believe. Right.
1: He had, a, he had the broken bone in his foot and he was cleared to play. He was a little nervous playing because he, you know, he wasn't sure back then we didn't really have blockers like skate blockers back then. And he was, I, he was a little worried about, uh, he was more worried about getting hit again and his career, which I, I can't blame him, but same time his playoffs and obviously he played, he was uh, not going to play, but he, he was a little worried, but we got him back, I think, Game Four, and he scored that goal. And then he lit it up. What he scored two in Boston after that, after that OT goal. I think he had two in that game. We shut him out.
2: He definitely scared. had the winner in Game Seven. Oh, I know that. Yeah, that goal. <laughs> yeah. What a
1: shot! Gosh,
2: he just I-, I do. It. I do have a, a quick funny story actually. So it's th- I worked at the Philly Pretzel Factory in Voorhees at the time. That first overtime loss, I burnt the pretzels in the oven because uh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I got berated by my boss, which I was a good employee. So this is very <laughs> uncharacteristic for me. And I was looking at the TV while I was trying to do two things at once. And I completely burnt the pretzels. But the second thing is, and this was during the, I, th- I think it was during the Montreal series. I see so many people... That I'm, I just recognize right away regulars, what have you. And somebody walks in with sunglasses, and I recognize them. I'm like, all right, it's it's, it's a regular. So I get myself ready. Takes his sunglasses off. It's Peter Laviolette. No you know, way. The Flyer skate zones right down the road. It's yeah. Whitehorse Road, and then the, the, the next one is, you know. So oh, yeah. I'm, I, so I just I clam up. I I don't even know if I spoke to be honest <laughs> with you. And yeah, he and of course, he wants the most complicated order. He, he wants me to get these cinnamon pretzels, which is like, I swear to God, it takes like 20 minutes to make these things. Yeah. And he needs them fast. And then, he, uh-huh. then I of get them for him. And he's got me cutting them into like cubes for like his kids, like into like little fractions. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just hope I did it right. Oh, Labby's <laughs> high maintenance yeah, right. over here. Yeah, and but he's like talking with this like rushed tone, like yeah, yeah, you can do that. It'll only take like five minutes. I'm like, I didn't say that, but I'll make it happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I him. get I get That's everything Labby. for him. I get him out. And I didn't say anything because I'm a sissy. And yeah. then my coworker comes from the back. It's like, oh, you didn't? Why'd you tell me? I would have asked for his autograph and taken a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah all that happens. That sounds during like the
1: Labby. That sounds like Lobby.
2: He's oh awesome.
0: Here's a question for you, Derek. So, as a fan, oh. we're watching the game, and you know the Flyers are getting guys back, like uh, like Gagne. I don't know. Did Carter come back in this series or not? He didn't. Did he come back yet?
1: He wasn't in the Boston series. He okay. was in the Montreal series.
0: Okay. Pretty so, like, sure. I, th- yeah. I can't remember who else came back. It was Gagne, maybe somebody else. But and then the and then uh, for me, when the only time they were down three 0 I'm like, hey, they could have a shot here if things kind of go their way. Do you remember the hit that Mike Richards put on David Krejci? I think that he ended up breaking his series. wrist.
1: Change the series. It did, right? It really did change the series. I swear. I've, I've said that. It's funny you said that because I've said that so many times. It changed the series when he hit him. Did, I mean, did you guys like,
0: feel that or was it kind of like you didn't really still know? still down that?
1: 3 nothing. but yeah. you get that win in overtime. You know, Krejci's not coming back. I mean, it's one guy, but still it's a big piece. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's hell of a player and i really think i i believe to this day that, that was a huge part of it, it yeah really, it
0: really was, was man you he know that was, of...
1: richie used to he was a good hitter when he was
0: you he know, was a bull dude
1: after 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 richie hit booth he i don't know if you guys remember that one, david booth he hit oh him yeah Panthers. Oh, he looked like he was dead on the ice and Obviously, Richie felt bad, but that's the game Richie played. He, if you had your head down, watch out. He kind of shied away from those hits after that, because I mean that was a that was obviously a scary incident. I mean, and, you know, it was questionable. Richie's my guy. I don't know. I've told you that. I talked. I just talked to him today. But uh, he, um, that hit on Krejci, just like you said, man, that was a huge part of that of that series. And people probably don't even remember it. You know, most. You that's
0: one of the first things I think about there because yeah. they, I remember them down three nothing and I'm like, that's a huge piece that they just lost yeah. there. If he, if he really broke his wrist. Yep. And then the hit that he put on him, dude, I feel when Richard's laid a guy out, I feel you felt like you like the booth example, like he you know, he looked like he was dead, or the crate he ends up breaking his wrist. Like mm-hmm. for for a guy his size, he could put some put some guys on their ass.
1: It's it's amazing over the like when I was a kid. You know, I would be around hockey a bit with my dad, but I never guys weren't really that small either back then because you just didn't play like guys that small never really made it. Obviously, Flurry Theo Flurry's a different kind of guy, but yeah. um even Claude, I don't know if uh, you guys watch enough. If you ever watch G, he's he's so good at this. He acts like he doesn't see a guy. And as soon as they get to him, he kind of. Butts into him, and he drops him. And I mean big guys. <laughs> it's funny how some players are so strong on their skin. Like, what's G-Way? Weigh? g weighs 185 pounds, maybe. And he's, he did it to Hartnell when the first year Hartsey went to Columbus. Hart, he, he caught Hartsey came up behind him to kind of finish the check, and G had the puck, and he leaned back, knocked Hartsey right on his ass. And Hartsey got up, F you. Yeah, after he was pissed But I'm like I'm so, You know he does that Like I can't yeah. even believe You know like But G, like Richie was the same way Like you said Like Just some guys Are so strong On their skates And Richie's same He played at about 180, 185 And like you said I mean he crushed guys And he, he hurt them You know Clean I mean Booth You know People have their Opinions on that one It was Could have been a hair late But You should be skating Through the middle of the ice With your head down either Looking at your pass.
0: That's how the game kind of was
2: in those days. Yeah, yeah, Jim, we're kind of on the same wavelengths there. I just feel like growing up, I was always taught, like, keep your head up. Where now they're taught, like, oh, don't hurt anybody. (laughs) Like, it's changing. You know, it's like whatever happened to, you know, being responsible for yourself. And I just rewatched that hit. And if something like that happened in today's playoffs, I would be concerned. I would be like, somebody's going to get suspended. And they probably shouldn't be because it's clean. But you know how they are. The NHL is now.
1: Well, look. I mean, if you if you watch uh, Zach Ronaldo play when he was here, even in Boston, I remember. Uh, oh man, I'm going blank. What's the guy that just kind of stepped down a little bit of TSN? The older gentleman. He's still going to work, but.
2: Oh, uh, um, uh, the rumors, uh, draft rumors guy. Um,
1: yeah, I can't think of his name. Jeez,
2: he did I a piece from Bob on t- McKenzie.
1: M- McKenzie. Yeah. Bob, he's uh, he did a piece when Zach was still here on, on air on TSN uh, because he was, he was friendly with Clarky, He's buddies with Clarky, Mr. Clark. And uh, he showed like three or four hits where Zach was tossed out of the game and they were totally clean. But the problem was Zach hit him in the chest and her head flies back. So McKenzie was great because no one ever takes up for the flyers, you know, like no one, like if you either love the flyers or you hate them, I mean, that's usually the way it is. And he did a piece. It was great. And he showed, he's like, you might as well say the penalties for hitting someone too hard because they're clean hits, you know? And, and that's the thing, like you said, now it's, it's almost like, I think they have kind of started reviewing some things Uh, I saw the other day, but like you kick a guy out of a game. I mean, even Zach hit coots in Boston a few years back. If you guys remember, we went to play there and Zach, was in Boston and he hit coots along the boards and it was clean. He got a five minute, he got a game and it was actually clean. And I hate, you know, obviously we were still pissed off because he crushed coots.
2: Sure. sure. But
1: uh, that's the thing. You're totally correct there because you used to have to keep your head up, which you should. This game's fast. The guys are strong. They're big. They're bigger, some small, but you got to keep your head up. And like you said, Richie, that was a big play in that series when he took right. out.
0: I got a another. It's this is kind of off tangent a little bit here, but I mean you, you see all this stuff. So you mentioned Zach Ronaldo with the clean hit ended up getting a, a getting a five minute major tossed out of the game. If that was let's say I don't know somebody like Sean Couturier who made that hit, chances are he doesn't get kicked out of the game at the at the most. Maybe he gets the five minute. Who knows? Right. Referees, do they kind of like? Uh, They look for certain guys and maybe they assume certain guys are up to no good with hits like that. So maybe Ronaldo would get kicked out, but Coots would stay in the game. Do you see that kind of stuff? Yeah,
1: I think that does happen. Um, The one thing about Zach was obviously he had so many big hits um, that there, you have some refs, they got a tough job. Let's be honest. You get mad. Like I've been so mad, you know, during games just because I want us to win and you think you're getting you know, screwed, but it is a tough game. It's fast, but some guys have that reputation. Zach actually was always respectful to the refs. He never lipped off, but he had so many big hits. Some guys don't like that. Then you have some refs that I don't want to say are old school, but they're, I mean, I don't want to name them, but I remember Zach when he had that fight with a kid from Tampa, his name started with a K and, and Zach caught him, and then he caught him again going down and he knocked the kid silly. And Benny Lecavier was, was on Tampa and he was going crazy yelling at our bench because he, he thought it was a cheap hit as the guy was going down. And I think Zach was miked and he was saying to the ref, and I don't remember who, what ref it is. It, you could probably watch it on YouTube, but he was like, I didn't, you know, I was cleaning up because he was worried he was going to get in trouble. Oh, right. I remember like, hearing this. No, you're good you're good that was you know what do you you know you kept swinging he wasn't yeah. all the way down like so i think because zach was respectful at least there's some guys that aren't they just give it to the refs and and then they really look for it you know like lemieux in in, in uh, new york now that kid like he's
2: oh yeah you know
1: stewie this year up, in, in, huh? in, in, in yeah. camp in camp <clears throat> at the beginning of the year uh, we had that pre. We had a preseason game in New York, and Stewie was playing. Chris Stewart. He was great on the bench. Gosh, he was so good. He taught like now Lemieux came over, did something, and then he fought Coots, and he's yelling, "Coots, don't fight him! Don't fight him!" I mean, your preseason. Obviously, Lemieux wants to fight. You know, Coots. Not that he can't handle himself, but we. You just don't want that. Coots breaks his hand. Something crazy happened. So after the fight, that like, Lemieux's coming back over to their bench and stewie's leaning over the boards and he said hey kid hey kid he's like look at me so Lemieux kind of looks at him he says that's the last thing you're gonna do tonight he's like "You looking at the lights if you touch anyone else and lemieux goes why <laughs> you know, he said touch someone else you'll be looking at the lights and the kid was so quiet the rest of the game and that's i oh god i just love that
0: it's a tough dude man you know
1: really tough it's just such a great guy team guy like he was awesome gosh i loved having him being around him you know he ended up with the phantoms and then you know he's at home now i just talked to him last week but he's a great guy he was tough too
2: so a lot of times when these hits get reviewed they go to um you know, the NHL player safety. And that is one of the things that, especially Jim, if you remember this year that Joel Farabee, Ottawa hit, we were big on this and why he got suspended. What is your thoughts on NHL player safety? There's always somebody new in charge. They do everything different. And it just seems like they always get it wrong as cliche as that sounds like, what is your thought on that whole, that whole process? You, you know, like when guy, when,
1: when guys like Pronger and like Peros came and they were doing it, you know, like nothing against anyone else because I know uh, Patrick Burke was doing it. I don't know if he still does player safety. Uh, He's a buddy of mine, obviously um, Brian Burke's son. He knows the game. I'm not, obviously I love Burkey, both of them, him and his son. And, but you almost felt like, okay, well, if at least if you got guys that played, they understand the situation. They've been in that situation, but They seem to get it like they seem like you said, I don't want to say they got it wrong, but they kind of do sometimes I I have to agree with you and it's, it's not an easy thing, but I feel like if, if at least it's a guy that's been in those situations that I always kid around with beast with, with prongs, thank God you're not (laughs) doing that anymore. God, you're the worst in the league. You're the meanest player I've ever seen <laughs> except for it's- Peter Vandermeer who was played in the American <laughs> League as well. I'd never seen a meaner guy, but Prongs was the meanest guy I've ever seen play hockey. And I'm like, you're giving a guy a suspension You, think you should have been suspended 10 games. Sometimes <laughs> you're going to give a guy a game for that. You know, like, and even big George, you know, like there's a guy that was an enforcer, but I, I feel like sometimes you're right. You know, like, if it's a guy, it's, it's, I just feel like it'd be better if someone's doing it, if they played the game, that's just my opinion. Um, but they sometimes seem to, I don't know, go, I think it's more of the league to be honest. I, I that's it has to be. I, I think, because these guys have played and, you know, sometimes they get it right. And sometimes you feel like, is that really what he's saying or is mr batman saying hey like we can't have it you know or whatever someone so i kind of i have to agree with you there
2: yeah it's tough i mean that's the one thing that twitter is pretty much on the same side about because it's there's you always have somebody new in the position like every two to three years i remember back when shanahan was doing it and it's like they use it to springboard themselves into a better position it's just like a temporary thing i remember his videos and he pointing out stuff and it's like the, the thing that kills me is there's no longevity of somebody at the position and there's right. no consistency at all. Nothing makes sense. And then you get somebody like Peros or Pronger in there and they make decisions. And like you were kind of alluding to, it's like, you're just doing that because you're trying to, you know, keep faith. With like, yeah. I'm here to do my job and not, you know, vote how I would have played or something like that. Right. Like, it just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that's a tough job, but it- like I said, I, I just feel like it would be better for someone that, that played the game and gets certain situations and the, the speed and the, the the heat of the moment kind of stuff. But it's almost like, well, here's what I'm going to do. And then it's like someone saying, well, you better go this many games, not just that many. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. give them I think they should get one. No, let's give them three. You know, that's the way I felt like it would happen sometimes. <laughs> but I, I don't know that I'm not in there. And I'm definitely not criticizing those guys, but you're right. I, I agree with you,
0: and so let's kind of get back into the Boston series a little bit here. So tides kind of turn a little bit. The Flyers win one of the games. At what point during this series were they like, well, let's go try to win it. I mean, you win game you win a game, you win two games, and then does the tide turn in the locker room at all, or things it, different?
1: It did when we walked into their building and After we won the overtime game, you know, a little bit of confidence. Got you got Gaggy back. He scores that goal. We went in there and wiped them up. I think four nothing, if I'm not mistaken, three or four. Then it was like, uh oh, we go (laughs) home and win. This place is going to be going nuts. We win that game. You, You just don't know. Obviously, game seven, you don't know. And and the place was electric obviously I, we won that game i don't want to say easily but i'm pretty sure we won by two or three goals if i'm not mistaken then it's like game seven and it's like now we gotta win <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you did you all that work win. right now, i remember we went to uh, i went to dinner with a uh, friend of mine that's uh at the time he was uh he ran the visiting team clubhouse with the uh, red Sox, and they had won the year before i believe because he had his ring and he's like we're having dinner and some some drinks and he's like put this thing on for and he was pulling for us and he's from boston you know because because we were friends with him put this ring on for good luck so i'm wearing this (laughs) boston i'm not a red Sox. obviously i pull for the phillies i've been here so long but i'm wearing this ring and we (laughs) won. you know we get down three rip you know as you know and and Lavi called the timeout he was pretty good at those moments man he always seemed to call a timeout and it always seemed to work you know he didn't do it a lot but when he did it and he said, we just got to get one before we go in. And then Reamer got that shot off. Richie crushed someone yep. in the corner. I can't remember who he hit. Puck came loose. JVR hit it off one of their guys' sticks, if I'm not mistaken. It kind of fooled Tuka. Goes in, and now you're like, all right, it's 3-1 with 40 minutes to go. You know? And then right away, I think, you know, Hart- did Hartsey score the next goal? And then Danny tied it. Yep and then you know then now you're just biting your nails i've actually watched i've what yeah okay Yep. Yeah, good job sorry <laughs> it's all right um, uh he um what was i wasn't saying that uh, you're four, watching somebody bite their nails Oh right oh there. oh so in that game when uh we're up after gag scores i was like kind of working the door i had moved from where i normally stand i'm working the door and the pucks, we're trying to get the puck out of us. They're all over us, and there's a microphone right there. And I, you can hear me go like, "Get out!" I'm like yelling at the, <laughs> the puck, and I'm like, oh, "That's embarrassing." <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm screaming like three times, like, "Get out!" I'm like, and I'm yelling at the D-man that's on the blue line, like, "Bounce, bounce," you know. But uh, so it
0: wait, we caught on which mic? Like, you caught well, there was a D-mic?
1: mic, like that they had at the bench just yeah. for sound, like nothing like for players, but you could you can hear me screaming, get out.
2: <laughs> I'm going to look for that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure it's that game. I'm not, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, I mean, I always would do that. I'd be like bounce, bounce. I always yeah. did that stuff. But anyway, that after that, to answer your question, after that game five going in there and winning, it's like, Hey, like we got them kind of on their heels here. Got to come out with a good start. And Lavi was so good at, his speeches were unreal. Like he, he, he'd get every, if you were sitting in there, you'd be like, let's go. Like, cause he just always had something. It was never the same. It was always something different. And he, he was great. And the guys like, yeah, it it was, it was after that game. I think guys were like, Hey, like this isn't impossible now. You know,
0: I do kind of wonder if that stuff can, you know, works on like grown men. Cause when you're kids, you know, you get fired up, but you know, these guys are making millions of dollars, you know, 23, 24, 25, like Pronger up in his 30s, yeah. 35, that that stuff actually works, you know? It's interesting.
1: I mean, for me, like I played college sports and I had good coaches and everything, but and I've been around other coaches, obviously before Lavy, but he literally got you fired up. Like you were ready to go. And huh. I think all the guys would tell you that too. Like prongs, some guys don't need that. Yeah, yeah. You never have to worry about prongers showing up to play most of the guys, but Lavi just had a way of just getting you fired up. I mean, he almost dislocated my shoulder twenty five <laughs> times. We would score a big goal, and he—that's a big man, boys. I, I weigh one hundred fifty five pounds. He <laughs> just first time he did it, he literally knocked me ten feet. He leaned into me and shoulder right into my to mine. I go <laughs> mine and I'm like. I run back, and I just give him a forearm shiver. <laughs> so it be, kind of became our thing where if we scored a big goal, we'd look at each other, and, and I'm like, I'm going to end up in a sling because
0: this man <laughs> outweighs <laughs>
1: me by 100 pounds. But I didn't care. I was he, he just got me fired. The guy got me fired up. I loved it.
2: I was a big labby guy, too.
1: Uh, absolutely.
2: I mean, Jim, do you have any stories from watching that series?
0: No, honestly, I don't really – like like I mentioned, the the part that sticks out to me was the Richards hit on Krejci. I remember the Savard goal, but the yeah. Krejci the Kreitchi hit, and then uh, really I just remember after they won the next game when Gagne came back four nothing. I'm like, they can do this here if you know if they come back. It like set up perfectly. They come back, win at home, game seven in Boston. Who knows what can happen, you know? Uh, and then yeah, when they went down three nothing, I still felt like they were gonna win. It was just the weirdest thing.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I love I would, your faith. I was going to say, I would normally, <laughs> I wouldn't believe you, but he was like that way this season with the Flyers finishing first. And they were going to like, the, yeah. we were making fun of him for like two months. And it's like, yeah, Jim might be right. Like, <laughs> 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 Well I, Normally I'd say, okay, Jim, but now I'm kind of like, I don't know. Maybe you have a thing for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, You know, what's funny. You brought up S- Savard, that goal. Um, I don't really know him that well. I'd met him a few times. But he was really tight with Craig Berube. Um, He actually's on – he's one of his coaches now. He's one of his assistants. I didn't know uh, that. That's with, yeah, Savvy's there. So we always – Chief – the first time I met Savvy, he actually came down to see if Chief was around. He wanted to talk to him. And I said, oh, Savard came down. He's said, like, yeah, he was a rookie with me in Calgary. I kind of took him under my wing. And he's like, he is – Chief's one of the lippiest guys you ever be around. Like, he's hilarious. This guy should go on tour in the summer – sit at a bar and tell stories <laughs> you guys would cry this guy's the funniest guy in the world but anyway and i've known i'm like i've known chiefs since i was 15 so chief's the lippiest guy i've ever met and then i meet savvy so when that series we started that series in boston before he, that game in the morning savard came down and he's like hey is chief in there and i said yeah hang on and so i go get i go get uh, chief and i'm like hey savvy's out here and he goes how fat is he I said he looks pretty big, you know. So he always kid he would kid around with Savvy because he never worked out before the season. He went on a soup diet. He would only eat soup so he'd drop weight. Because all he did was golf. He's a really good golfer, like really good. And so Savvy's standing in the hallway. So I walk back out with Chief, and uh Chief goes, Holy F. He's like, Look at you. Did they roll you down the hallway? You know, he's just giving it to him. He's like, it do not matter. Savvy goes, It doesn't matter how big I am, boys. With mitts like these, I could play in a wheelchair, and I <laughs> lost it. I oh my lying. god, he did have sick hands, I guess. <laughs> like, but he said that right right back to chief, and we started laughing. I laughed, so I was like, This guy, all right, he's lippy, <laughs> he's he's a smartass, but uh, yeah, he scored that goal, and then I don't think he did much after that, but anyway, I just had to tell that because I thought that was funny.
2: That's great, man. Oh my god. No, I, for me, for game seven, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that game because I was at my friend's house. I was talking to everybody up. We were downstairs. I remember the guy, my friend, his dad, he had like a bar downstairs and they went down 3 0. And I'm like, you come back from 3 0 and you go down 3 0 in the first period. Like everything just. So we got, we started getting pretty, pretty hammered. I'm like, yeah. I'm like I was, I was very, it was an upset, very upset. Yeah. you know and i still but i still remember the the uh, jvr goal it was the weirdest like backhand hit a skate trickled through rasks pads and wound up in a net it was like i'll take it i still wasn't sure it was a goal but i'm like i'll take it and it it was right after the timeout and you're like all right you know now i'm starting to feel it i'm like you know three one isn't so bad you know and they slowly start to make their comeback. And I, I don't remember Hartnell's goal, but I do know Danny Briere's goal was in his office. He was behind the net, and I, I he I think he banked it off of a Boston player or something. He did,
1: yeah. He went, he came down, kind of faked the shot, got Tuca over, and then he came around the net. And right before that, Hartsey, it was he was playing obviously with Ville Leno, who we haven't even mentioned, who was insane. I don't even think he played in the New Jersey series. And Ville had finished with a point over 21 points I think in 19 because he set a rookie record you want to hear something funny so when Ville I think he had 21 points in 19 games but he was considered a rookie and uh Labby they announced it on the screen and all the guys were making fun of Ville because he's like kind of like waving to the crowd it's kind of a more of a European thing I think than we were used to at the time And the guys are like holy Sit down be late. Be late. But but uh, Labby turns to me and he goes Holy fuck He goes he's a rookie He's 29 years old <laughs> He yeah, was just, 29 But yeah. it was just Labby was like It was just so funny he goes how can you be a rookie He's like 29 I'm like you're the one that hadn't Played him until you had to Because the oh. starter guy you know like Hartzi got hurt, so he stepped in, and that line was—you guys remember what a line? I mean, but anyway, they—I think Vile set that play up, and the the rebound came on Hartsy on his backhand. He had about—he just had a tiny bit of space, and he backhanded it in. It Was a hell of a goal. And then Danny scored a few minutes later. Now it's three-three, and you're like, oh boy,
2: everybody's tight. Then the Gagne goals in the third.
1: prong yeah yeah with about what eight minutes to go
2: oh uh, it was prong,
1: not much prong time rang one off the post and char rang one off the post too and it was tied um i, I do remember that
2: that was but, crazy, especially because we're yeah. biting our nails over here i think we right but was B- boucher was hurt at this point so it Layton, was uh yeah. leighton was in so we're all like we're our, our, our fourth goalie here you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and they got tuka rask at the times he was a young stud coming up and uh i'll never forget the uh Gagne goal to take the lead because there was a delay and our friend's dad was watching the game upstairs and it was ahead of us so i'm watching the play develop and you hear this like yeah so i like kind of paused and almost missed the goal and before i know it my friend was in front of me screaming his head off yeah i'll I'll never forget that the way that play of events turned out (laughs) it was absolutely insane and it was great that you bring up Billy lano because i really didn't Like, I noticed him, but I really didn't notice him until the Montreal series. I think that's where that Briere Hartnell-Leno line really started to take over. He would just, like, enter the zone. He'd be skating backwards and stick handling. And he'd just make a great pass to somebody, and it's like, well, what do we have here? Because I remember that trade at the beginning of the season. Remember, Jimmy, I told you the defenseman we traded, Oliver Larson. I can't remember. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. like... I was like, yeah, I kind of barely remember that guy. We actually got a guy who contributed so well to our team, and that just goes to show you the depth that this team had. And, and uh, we, yeah. you know,
1: Vile was a – he came from Detroit, and he learned from Zetterberg and, and all those guys. So he was a true pro, never said anything. while he wasn't just a funny, funny guy, too. Like, he's – I still – I talk to him all the time. Like, he's one of my, my good buddies. He's an awesome guy, so funny. And uh, he – he stepped in, and you're like, okay, like, why has he not been playing? Because I mean, he they just had a they just connected right away, those guys, you know, parts he was doing the dirty work, but VLA could see the ice. He was like, you said, he'd come into the zone sideways and not walk <laughs> and make a play. And you're like, why is it, you know, why has this guy not been playing? Like, the, the skill on him. And you know, it's funny is VLA he signed that big deal in Buffalo. And things didn't work out well for him there. Obviously, first year I I was bust his chops. I'm like, what a life! Ten million for ten goals. I'm be. <laughs> oh my
2: know, god!
1: He's like, what would you have said? And I said, I, <laughs> but in all honesty, like I hope he wouldn't get mad at me saying this. But he said I would take less money to come back if I could do it all over again. He's like, I no. miss it. I miss it here, but. Everything's worked out great for him. He's got a great company. It's huge. It's blown up. It started he started his company in Finland there. Now they've actually grown. They have a plate they're in LA. They're in the States now. So wow. he's doing awesome. But he was man, he was he was a great really good player and just a great guy. Great guy.
0: I don't think any of us would have turned down ten million. I mean it it still is Buffalo, so I mean I would have to think twice, but ten <laughs> million.
1: Shit. He he had a sick place too. He went over for dinner one night when we were there he's like so into music rock and roll and he bought this big piano couldn't play it bought <laughs> drums. i play guitar so he bought some guitars i'm like dude you only need one like, I know Like you got a lot of money now you only need one man but he had the coolest spot he had all these rock and roll portraits and all this stuff like really really cool place but uh you know he had he made the best of it. He he kind of that second year, Nolan came into coach, and you guys know what kind of coach he wanted. Everyone to hit, everyone to play like they were a madman, and that's not Ville's game. You know,
2: I he was a fourth line player
1: on that team. No wonder he didn't score. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, things worked out in the end for him. So, hey, God bless
0: him, man. Yeah,
1: he's a great guy.
0: Take it any day. So. Let's move on a little bit here. I mean, we're coming up on uh, almost up on an hour, about fifty-three minutes in. Let's uh, let's kind of breeze through this Montreal series a little bit here, because we still got to get to the Stanley Cup. So, yep. Montreal. I mean, first time in NHL history, the seven seed is playing the eight seed. I mean, if if you're the Flyers, and I couldn't believe it when when the Montreal won and the Flyers won, I'm like, holy shit! Like the seven seed, we're gonna have home ice advantage. Yeah. In the, in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, like, how did this happen? So I'm like, we're going to the Cuff. Was it the same vibe in uh, in the locker room?
1: I, You know what? I I think it was, and it's not really good to say that, but it, it, I think it was. I mean, well, I know it was. They're like, got to come to play, but we're going to beat this team. I mean, mm-hmm. we obviously won in five games. They won, I think, they went game four at home, and then we – Came home, best goal I've ever seen, Mike Richards. Uh, that shorthander, you know the. Gee, that's another lock.
0: collision. Yeah, that's another yeah, game, and, man. They went down one nothing, and you just knew they you, they were going to win no matter what.
1: A, yeah, it, it was. I always I, that was my favorite. I think that was that and Zach Parise scoring when I was at the Olympics to tie the game. Two of my favorite goals I've ever ever seen. But that one was just that place. I thought the roof was coming off the building. I oh, mean, yeah. just that was that was Richie. just that's how he played and the the great thing is he came down right before that and teed up uh Kobe for a one time, or Kobe missing that by ten feet. Sorry <laughs> <Kobe. I>
0: just,
1: <laughs> sorry about that, Kobe Osh, but he did goes the other way. you're like, oh boy, here they come the other way. Kobe almost decapitated. I don't know who it was at the blue line because he could skate like the wind. Kobe caught up to the play. Then G flips it out, obviously. You don't need a play by play. You guys have seen it. And then the whole thing with Richie, it just, God, that place was just, I remember, I, I ran, I think I forearm shivered, shibby, labby. In my head. <laughs> I was so excited. We were punching was- each other.
0: You have yeah. to feel that energy, man, because, like oh. you said, that that place almost blew up.
1: Like it did, it really. did. when you did. watch
0: the replay, loud. it's
2: like you goosebumps every time.
0: Yep, uh, like I. My mean,
1: favorite goal.
2: That's my favorite goal as well because I was at that game and I was uh. Uh, behind Montreal's net in the nosebleeds. And it, as it, as the collision happened, everybody stood up and leaned forward, <laughs> and there was people behind us screaming like, "Sit down!" <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't see anything. And I saw the whole thing and I was, oh my God, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen to see it re be replayed so many times. It's like, I saw that live, and whoever yeah. I'm in the room with is like, <laughs> nobody cares. I'm like, all right, whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I was talking, I think I told you guys already I was talking to Richie yesterday um about some other stuff. And I was I was flipping through uh someone had a picture of him getting ready to knock the puck in the net, but the caption was look at all the fans, and everyone's kind of like like and richie goes yeah they were like don't miss it i said no i don't think so (laughs) i started laughing i was like i don't think that's what they they were just everyone was just getting ready to cheer he's like no they were probably like don't miss it
0: (laughs) i Uh, hate to bring this up because we actually had a a moment like that in yesterday's game we had uh, um, i don't know if you saw yeah uh when uh yeah thompson missed that one uh
2: Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Lawton when he came in and it hit off of uh, Price's uh, Price stick. stick. I, oh, I, was I thought what? it hit the D, man. At me first, too. Me too. And then
1: they showed a replay and I'm like, he missed the net. And then the third one I saw it hit the. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I'm like What a game changer. Uh, I mean, that, you know, it's still one, but what a save. I mean, just the extra effort. Some guys have given up by then, you know. Yeah. That was amazing. Obviously, it was probably lucky, but who cares you know if you're montreal
0: how about a guy missing in net like nate thompson if it I, I imagine it's a little different in the playoffs but a guy misses an empty net like that is he catch any shit on the bench
1: no not at that time after you get the win yeah yeah probably <laughs> and, you know but I, I saw i saw it happen but i can't remember like when it came to him was he kind of like
0: yeah he was like someone- facing the corner
1: it kind of came through a guy though, Yeah. if I'm not mistaken, like through the D man. So sometimes when that happens, it happens. So if it's on a replay, you're like, dude, how do you miss it? But sometimes you just catch the puck at the last second as it gets to your stick. I've seen it happen a hundred times. But yeah, you want to club so yourself the, in the head. So
0: the guys know then they know not to get oh, him too. Oh yeah,
1: big. I mean at that point. But afterwards, I'll guarantee you guys. <laughs> like, oh, don't you, know, you know? Tomer's not open, boys. <laughs> you know, like something like that.
2: Uh, yeah, that that pass had some speed on it too So I'm sure yeah. he just figured it'd go in And when it didn't he's like you usually got you just freaking kidding me
1: Those guys just you, you usually just let it hit your stick when it Has right. that much speed you just let it hit your stick He kind of I think it caught him by surprise a little bit I could be wrong I only only saw it once but uh, Yeah he would have probably Gotten a little bit of crap afterwards but You know all yeah, in good fun right. though of course oh. For sure
0: So it's kind of Unless, unless you guys had anything else that you uh, wanted to bring up for the for the Montreal series, really, the only memory I have was, you know, the beginning of the series, thinking, "Holy shit!" Like we're going to the Stanley Cup. Then when Richard scores that goal, I'm like, "We're going to the mother effing Stanley Cup."
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the the only really, the only thing I'll I'll say is, uh, and I don't know how superstitious you guys are, uh, and I hate to bring up Crosby, but uh, Richard's touched the Prince of Wales Trophy, which is a big no no. However the uh, penguins had gone to the previous Stanley cups and the first one they lost and they didn't touch it. So the second time they did touch it, we lost to last yeah. year. What do we care? You know? So right. I didn't, I, but this was our first time and I was like, Oh, I don't know if he should have, I didn't know how to feel, you know, you know,
1: it's people do like teams. You wife, if you look back, like so many teams do different things. Some touch it, some don't. And I think I kind of like what rich Swain grabbed it.
2: He's yeah, he like, didn't even think twice, he, yeah. You know,
1: like, wasn't like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to grab it. And I kind of liked that. Um, but then again, you know, you're kind of thinking, well, in if I, Lindros didn't touch it in 97, right? I don't think so. I don't think he did, and I think that kind of played in too. The last time we were in the finals, you know, obviously Richie wasn't playing, but I think that kind of played in. But I just kind of liked how he went and grabbed it. Didn't He's, hesitate. He's grabbed it, took it right in the room, said, here we go. You know, we want it. We're going to take it. And, you know, I think the confidence was we're going to win.
0: I love that, dude. Yeah, that's what good me. Yeah.
1: And Richie was like, you know, that's Richie was a, a great leader. He wasn't that rah-rah. He didn't have to say much. He just led. And I think guys like you just went and grabbed it, you know. And, of course, you look back like maybe we shouldn't have grabbed it. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see what G does this year. <laughs> yeah, oh, because right. they're, G- right, yeah. oh, they're, they're
2: going, right, baby? Listen, they're yeah. going. If they, if they got that much confidence, they can do whatever the hell they want.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'll be interested to see what G's going to do. But um, I love that just because he was on that, you know, obviously on that team in 2010. So, but I never questioned anything Richie did because he was that guy. wanted every. I mean, he, he won everything you can win except for an East Coast League title. But he never played <laughs> in the East Coast. He literally won Memorial Cup, World Juniors, Olympic, Calder, Stanley Cup. I mean, you name it, the guy won it. So, I,
0: you know, pick- The only other
2: thing I can think of is Montreal. Uh, we really took care of them, and this is a team that went to – maybe they were out of gas, but they took care of Washington, who was the one seed. Yeah. Pittsburgh, who I think was the three seed, and both those games went to Game Seven, and maybe by the time they got to us, they were just out of gas because it was a pretty easy series, especially for an Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think when we got up three nothing, I know they won Game, or no, wait, did we get up two? Was it two one, and then it went three one?
2: I I think it was two one, and then we won the next two. When
1: we, I think when we won that fourth game, you could kind of tell, and then. They came out, scored the first goal in game five. And then Richie scored that goal. You could see they were, that was it. Like <laughs> even, even on like, if you look at the highlights on YouTube, they pan their bench and it's like, you can see it on their face. They're like, all right, <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> and you you could feel it on our bench. Like we we're going to finish this. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think we, I didn't, I wasn't worried anyway. I thought we were going to do it anyway after winning Game Four there. But you know, you you never know. Like remember the year we were playing Washington, we ended up winning. Loops finally scored there in the Game Seven, and we were up three one in that series. So you never know. But and of course, we just come off the being down three nothing. But it it was a confident group, and you could just kind of tell that we were going to win.
0: Six. So let's move on. We got the Stanley Cup finals here, man. I mean, Flyers are finally there. This was the first the first one for the Blackhawks, right? Out of the three. Yep. That they won. Yep. So I mean, like the they were kinda like, I mean, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, uh I think Anthony Niamie was the goalie back then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they
2: they had Dustin Bufflin playing forward. Oh my yep. god, Bufflin, yeah. Buff what?
1: I think Buff led the league there knows, in the playoffs so. in game winning goals.
2: Yeah, he was his He's just he as a, oh, good I, on offense as he, I mean, he's better defensively, but not by much. And that's a credit to his forward ability. Yeah. And I remember they had, uh, Marion Hosa had a funny story. He had been on the losing side of uh, the Stanley Cups going back two years. He was with, uh, he the Penguins. On, remember? Yeah. yeah. And then he went to Detroit and then the Penguins and beat long. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> he's then he like, goes, he's and like, what do I got to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, jeez. and then he signs like a 10 year deal with, the. Uh, the Blackhawks, and he's right back in the cup the next year. And I mean, he was still a stud too. Like they were loaded.
1: I mean, he was a stud up till he had to quit playing. H- yeah. I mean, he, what a, what a big man he is too. Like oof, strong he, guy.
2: He was a part of that uh, Ottawa team I alluded to earlier. And yeah. I don't, I still don't know. Cause That's they right. had Shara on that team and they mm-hmm. had Spezza in his prime. I still don't know how that team didn't win, but like, he's just another, another guy Chicago had. Who's, he was yeah. just a, amazing.
1: Yeah you're right i mean if you look at now you're looking back at their team too like you just said you named all those guys and they were they were young and really good players i i remember when i was in the american league duncan keith was playing in norfolk bufflin was in norfolk and uh, duncan keith like he could still skate obviously his feet are always moving and i just remember thinking like this little guy like he's a little bugger. He's a little water bug out there, but like, he's one of Norris, like, yeah, you know, he's not a big guy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, he's not a big, he's great. He's really, I've, I've known him for years. I kind of, you know, just got to know him over the years when he was in Norfolk and in Chicago. And I'm good buddies with Patrick Sharp. So him, Sharpie, and myself would do some things once in a while when I, we'd go to Chicago and he's a really good dude, but he's not a very big guy as mm-hmm. far as, muscular he's he's tall or he's not that tall but i just remember him playing in norfolk and thinking oh i mean he's a decent player but you know whatever kinds <laughs> up up winning norris three <laughs> Cups. boy don't don't hire me to be a scout i better just keep the equipment managed <laughs>
0: uh,
1: big buff Whew. he was i got i'm i've gotten to know him from usa hockey and uh when he was in Norfolk, I used to talk to him, but then I had him with USA hockey and stuff. And what an athlete, man. He reminds you kind of like of a Charles Barkley, a heavier guy, but just crazy athletic ability. Um, you see buff without his gear on, no offense buff, but he knows this. You're just like, there's what? Like how does he move? How does he move? You can see how he crushes guys. And I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, he had the two players and he's kind of, just yeah together. <laughs> i can't remember who that was but oh man he, he he is a big man and like you said i mean this guy scored 30 goals head forward okay. i mean he they are flipping him all over the place i mean he's 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 a really i was hoping he'd come back this year and play but I, he might be done i don't know i
2: remember what I don't if they got a lot of issues to, him. i'm not trying to name
1: drop just but i've known him i actually talked to him today because he was nice enough to order some stuff from me. So we were talking today. I didn't ask him, obviously, if he's coming back, but I was hoping he was, but I don't know if he's going to now. I mean, a full year, over a year off, I, I don't think he's going to play anymore. But
2: Yeah, he was long rumored. Uh, I mean, they were just rumors to be coming to Philly when we were looking for defensemen. And yeah. I remember when those rumors first started being all about that because I loved the way he played the game. Uh towards the end though. Yeah, Winnipeg definitely has some issues with he come in from camp and uh, just to camp rather and be They'd be like, oh yeah. I mean, He needs to get into shape here. Oh my god, you know he,
1: he phil Kessel's not nearly as big, but Uh the thrill is not in the best shape As far as when you look at him But he's he's just a freak of nature. The guy can skate like the wind. He's so strong And Buff's the same way. Like he's not an ideal-looking athlete, what you want. But would you take him? Yes. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an all-star. I mean, he's makes it work. Really good player. And Mm. you know, sometimes you you mess with guys like that. We were talking about Patty. Maybe it wasn't with you guys, but I was talking about Patty Maroon today. And he it's kind of what happened with him when he was younger. Here, he was wasn't in the best shape, and uh, so. I wouldn't say flyers gave up on him, but they just kind of let him go and he's ended up, you know, having a decent career, obviously Stanley cup winner last year and he's done well for himself, but he was always kind of like a little overweight, like those other guys we were talking about.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Interesting.
0: I'm still going to try that soup diet, the Savard soup <laughs> diet. Yeah, that sounds good. I should probably try that too.
2: <laughs> I,
1: I was facetiming with chief a couple of days ago, uh, right before their series started and uh i was like big boy you better wake these guys up because you're not looking to you <laughs> didn't win they went they didn't win a game and uh yeah year, well, around robin robin and i said tell that otter because that's steve otts lippy too i could i would love to be around these guys all the time because you got steve Ott, savvy and chief it's just got to be a riot so I, I was lipping off the chief. I said, tell Otter to wake up on the bench too. I saw him the other night. He was snoozing and he turns the phone and Otter's sitting on the couch having a beer. And he's like, nasty.
2: And I <laughs> oh said,
0: we're
1: savvy drinking some soup. And I was hoping he was there, but he's like, oh, he's in bed. <laughs> I <was> like, Damn. <laughs> that's oh, too I funny, dude. To Savvy, But yes, yeah, so we always kid around with chief and I about the soup diet. Oh,
0: Steve Ott, man, that's a good name there, dude. He was fun to watch.
1: Oh, man, mm-hmm. I I, I would have loved to have him. He would have been a great flyer. People would love him here. He was yep. such a pain in the ass, like, to for the players to play against. So lippy, but funny at the same time. Uh,
2: I thought he would have been a good flyer.
0: Yeah, for sure. He would have been. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jack. What was that?
2: No, I'm just agreeing. I'm saying a guy like that definitely checks all the boxes for what we're looking for here in Philly, especially back then when he played. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So before we get too off track, let's try to wrap up this uh, two thousand and ten Stanley Cup here. So, uh, did Boston go in as the one seed?
2: They no, were a high it was seed. Washington. Right? Washington. I'm sorry, was I meant to say seed. Chicago. Did I say Boston? Oh, um, no, San Jose. They swept them in the previous round. Uh, San Jose was the one seed. Chicago was the two, and okay. they met in the Western Conference Finals, and Chicago swept them. So they kind of came in as like like, I do not say juggernaut, not. but. They were legit. I'm not 100% sure, but I think Chicago had some issues getting past them before. And then this year, they just swept them in the most important round. (laughs) Like They were ready to go. So how
0: did did you guys feel going into that series? Because as a fan, it was kind of like, oh, shit, man. The Blackhawks are no joke, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, like where the Flyers struggled. When I said that we were picked to meet them in the cup, where the Flyers struggled, Chicago had been rolling.
1: Right. I think at that time, obviously the guys knew Chicago was a good team, but, you know, all the guys, you know, we they're confident. We were confident that, you know, we could beat anybody. We were rolling pretty well as, you know, also and knowing they were a good team, but I think there was tons of confidence, you know, I don't think you know, it was like, oh, we're scared at that yeah. point, you know, you get to the finals you're pretty, uh, you're pretty fired up, and you don't really care who you're playing. So I, I mean, I think even honest to God, even going home to down two, guys are like just gotta win Game Three, just win Game Three, and things will take care of itself. And they did. I mean, you know, those were those were tight games, but uh, I don't Giroux, think they were too scared going in.
0: Giroud had an OT winner, was not it? Didn't he, he get that one to make it two one?
1: Matty Carl, yeah, he deflected, he threw his legs kind of.
0: Yeah, it yeah, that was, that, was one, that was a sick one, man.
1: Goal, that was sick goal. help me. Hold me.
0: <laughs> <is my> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so two to one. Uh, obviously, it doesn't end the way that we wanted to. I mean, I think we talked about the the goal on the on the last episode. Uh, the Blackhawks never saw the puck again. You knew the puck was in. You saw it go in. Uh, like half half people knew it went in. Half didn't know it went in. What was that like, man? Because I mean, you've been on some great teams, but what what does that feel like when you know that you just lost the Stanley Cup?
1: Awful. I can't. I don't even know how to tell you. It feels, it, may, it just, just sick. You know, you're that close. I mean, obviously, we needed to win that game, and then it's game. Help me, help We had to, we had to win that game, but. I mean, I wanted to cry right on the bench. I mean, uh, grown man, it was just, it was devastating feeling. It was awful.
2: Like, were the the players like, cause it was so, uh, I mean, maybe you guys could see it right away, but it looked like only Patrick Kane knew. Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny. Like, I was surprised more guys on the bench because I remember I saw it go in from where I was on the bench. And I remember like Kaner come running down the ice. And, and one of the guys, I don't remember who it was, but said, where's the puck? And I said, in the effing net. And they're like, no. And I was like, it went in the net. Because I, I saw it. But I'm surprised they didn't. They may have been drinking water or something, you know. Um, but I saw it go in, and I just so I just wanted to drop to my knees. And you can imagine, that's me. Yeah. It's obviously worse for the players, you know. Um, it was, it was, it was devastating. It's a devastating feeling. You know, no matter if it's Game Six, Game Four, you get sweat. Still, it's terrible. You get that far, you've, like you said, you remember we were talking about lappy taking a puck to the face, coming back to play. Guys broken, playing with broken bones. You know, giving everything they have to win that. It's it's tough. It's tough losing.
0: Yeah, it's got to be dejecting, man.
1: I'll tell you one thing that was funny. Ben Eager, who played here, was on Chicago's team. He actually oh, scored. Sh- he scored I a big goal about that. But I'll tell you what. He is one funny dude. He's one of the quick witted, most quick-witted guys I've ever been around. And he, he was coming around the net, and Kimo was going, you know, Kimo didn't care. He would go get a puck and get crushed every night. So Kimo's coming around the net, and Eags is coming 100 mile an hour. And he says, heads up, Kimo! He kind of gives him the heads up, which is kind of odd back then, but he knew Kimo. He didn't want to kill him. But he wanted to tell him he was there. So what was funny was like a few shifts later, Eags was kind of working on the wall. And Kimo left the front of the net to kind of try to poke the puck. And he goes, heads up, Eags. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, you know, like Kimo couldn't even move him. But it was so funny, guys. Uh, Dibby told me, or Eags, his nickname was Dibbit. Dibbit, we called him Dibby. He told me after the game, he's like, dude, I started laughing. I'm like playing the puck and I'm laughing <laughs> because Kimo's like, heads up to oh In the God. Stanley Cup, right? In the Stanley Cup finals. It's stuff people don't know, but it was, it was, oh my God. And so I asked Kimo, he's like, yeah, he's like, I did. I said, oh my God. <laughs> Kimo's How like that. He's man. so funny. He's a really funny guy, real witty, real drunk. You know what
0: I love about that though is because these guys are playing, you know, some of the biggest games of their lives. And they're still able to have fun, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what it's that's what it's all. About. I mean, there's so much money and shit involved, but yeah. to be able to still have fun, you know, that's it's amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, And you're right. It was. I think if it was Buff coming around the net, Chemo would have been implanted, like put <laughs> oh, into the yeah. boards. But I think, you know, with it being Eags and he loved key everybody loves Chemo. I just kind of get my heads up, but you're right. It that's those are the fun things about it that people probably don't hear, don't know. And, uh, it does make it fun. And you're right. It, it is a game, you know, even though it's kind of a business more of a yeah. business now, but, um, uh, that was just, that was really funny. I laughed a few days about that one.
0: That's a cool story. <laughs> and I, Jack, unless you, I feel like we should maybe end on that note because it's a positive one, you know, <laughs> just talking about, yes. you know, how yeah. they lost the Stanley cup final. So, um, yeah.
2: Jack, unless you had anything
0: else you wanted to wrap up with here,
2: no, that was pretty good. Because when uh, Derek was describing the goal, I literally dropped my head. I felt like one of the players for a second. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, "I don't want to go back. No, no, no. Let's stick with the funny stuff."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll wrap this one up, Derek. I know you have some stuff you want to plug here, man.
1: Oh uh, yeah, uh, I've got a business here, settle my Skate Sharpening. Um, Business really pick it up right now with the, the rinks opening. Uh, have just about anything you need. Skates, uh, do skates, profiling, sharpening, sticks, laces, wax, everything you need. Um, so, come see me if you, wanna, if you want your edges done properly like awesome. the NHL players. So, I appreciate the plug.
0: Yeah, dude, anytime. I've got a lot of hockey fans listening. A lot of, a lot of guys yeah. that play hockey. So, yeah. it'd be pretty sick to... Get you some of those guys over there. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our, this will be our first official episode of HW with Eric Settlemeyer. It was an awesome episode,
2: man. I, I can't wait to do more with you.
1: I appreciate you having me, man. It was awesome.
2: Love that was talking. a great trip down you. memory lane for one of the best times to be a Flyers fan because what followed in a couple of years was a little rough. So <laughs> that was, that was yeah. good. And a lot of great stories too, especially that last one. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was, a, that, was a, that was the best year of My that is That was my best year for sure. I, a lot of good things that year. So it was awesome. All
0: right, boys and girls. So we're going to wrap up. Make sure you head on over to hwhockey.net. Or you can find any podcast episode on there, like The Bright Side, Full Circle with Jack and Steve. And now HW with Mr. Derek Settlemyer. Uh, check out some new articles up there. Uh, Flyers, Johnny has some good stuff. Kyle's got some good stuff. And we'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. Thanks for listening, and let's go Flyers.
1: Go Flyers. Thanks, guys.